Hello, and welcome to the She Leads Her Life podcast. I'm your host, Jenna Schneider, and thank you so much for being here today. Wow, it has been one heck of a month. I took a couple weeks off from podcasting and even coaching clients to just take a deep breath with the election and all the energy that seemed to be going on, even in my household, in my neighborhood, and just took some time for some rest, and now I am ready to get back at it. Um, I wanted to check in with all of you today and just remind you, and what I tell my coaching clients as well, wherever you are today, number one is okay, and number two, it's where you're meant to be. So whatever is coming up for you today, that is okay. And whatever you're struggling with right now, I send you compassion and empathy and lots of deep breaths. I also thought it would be helpful today to talk about something a little bit more upbeat other than the election and the pandemic and school closings and all of that, which are important and we have focused a lot on this podcast, but I am an idealist and I love traditions. I love Thanksgiving and I absolutely adore Christmas. I have loved Christmas since I was a little girl. And when I think about Christmas, especially with my family, I love the idea of traditions. And as as I was contemplating what I wanted to put on this next podcast, I kept coming back to the idea of rhythms. And I know I've talked about this in multiple podcasts, but I think it's so important with where our society is at and what we are all dealing with to keep rhythms, not only for ourselves, but for our families. And especially if we have little ones at home, those routines are imperative to keep everyone well, let's just say somewhat on the staying sane track. (laughs) And many of you moms out there, I know you can relate with me when I say that. But what I wanted to talk about today is what tradition. So now we have COVID-19. We've had COVID-19. We've been living in this pandemic for many, many months. We know that we are supposed to wear masks and social distance and not have people in our homes um, that we do not live with. So what does that look like for the holidays? Well, someone like me who loves many traditions, um, doing traditions with my family, getting together with outside friends and family, what is that going to look like now? And so I love the idea of being creative and trying new traditions and trying to find the silver lining in all of this during this holiday season. And so I put out a request to a Facebook group. I'm in asking people what traditions that they like to do for the holidays that would be COVID-19 friendly, safe for their families. And so I thought it would be fun to share with you today what some of those traditions um, that they shared are. So I'm going to rattle off a long list. If you have a pen and paper and you like taking notes on different ideas, great. If you're driving the car, it might be fun to listen to. And I hope it just sparks a sense of creativity and joy for the upcoming holiday season because I really do believe this is what we need to focus on 
in upcoming months, especially as we are leaders of our families, of our churches, of our neighborhoods, whether you live alone and you're single, or if you have a family that lives in your household, um, to focus on the good, to focus on the joy. And so that's what I want to bring to you today. And so I, I won't be sharing the people's names just to keep them anonymous, but I will be going through um, their different traditions. And so the first is, she says, we make popcorn cranberry strings to hang up on our tree on Christmas Eve. We also make vegan gingerbread cookies for Santa. The next is, um, my husband and I always spend Thanksgiving with my family in East Texas, but we will be moving to NYC earlier this year, and we will be staying here for the holidays. I'm still making my aunt's corn casserole recipe and other traditional Thanksgiving favorites. I love the idea of always having a side dish or a main dish that you make every year that becomes a staple. And I was just thinking maybe that would be fun to share on the podcast as well. Different recipes, different dishes from all over the country for our listeners. Um, the next she shares, actually, most of ours won't change. Everything from cookie baking days, advent calendar, St. Nick stockings, and the seasonal books we read. To Christmas Eve fancy dinner, Christmas morning waffles and mimosas in our PJs, and Christmas night pizza party. We always go drive around one night and look at the lights, and we make up hot coca add-in recipes. Oh, man, I want to go stay at her house over Christmas. Those are some amazing traditions. The next, we love driving around looking at lights on Christmas Eve. We would drive around after church and look for Rudolph. We would spy a red light at the top of a building and just know Rudolph and Santa were in that building. Oh, that's so sweet. And I could really see a toddler really getting on board. Let's go search for Rudolph. What a fun idea. The next says, yes, there are lights at the lake we can go outside to look at. Make snowflakes to put in the windows, bake cookies, gingerbread houses, cut down a Christmas tree, watch Christmas movies, have a sleepover under the tree, make Christmas s'mores in the backyard, and donate to the food bank. We are also starting a new one, Christmas Family Trivia Night on Zoom. I love that idea, incorporating some way of... Um, virtually connecting to other family members. And what a fun idea doing holiday trivia night on Zoom. Also having a candlelight dinner on the shortest day and read Christmas books by the fire. Um, And then someone said, what a great idea. I've never celebrated the winter solstice. Shortest day, December 21st. And I read that and I thought that is a really great idea. Um celebrating the winter solstice. It kind of kicks off the days leading up to Christmas Eve. And um, so that might be something that I incorporate with my family this year too. We can do, since I'm homeschooling the girls right now, um, that might be a fun idea to incorporate learning about the winter solstice and then the location of the earth and the sun and um, what that looks like. The next one she shares, we watch the Macy's parade on Thanksgiving and we call each other while we are all in our kitchens. I love the idea of everyone doing a Zoom call with family members all in their kitchens cooking um, and just sharing fellowship together in that way. 
love this next one. We bought a Santa suit off Amazon so my toddlers can still see Santa. Um, I just thought that was such an amazing idea and um, just really creative as well. The next person shares, I have a pretty extensive Christmas light decoration scavenger hunt that I made. Over 100 items. It can either be a competition between cars, people of different households, so this would be allowed for social distancing, or just a fun thing to do with no competition. My family absolutely loves doing this. And I have to say, our neighbors across the street from us created a Halloween scavenger hunt for a couple of the neighborhood kids on, on our street. And there, our girls went to bed that night saying, this was the best Halloween I've ever had. And mind you, we did not go door-to-door trick-or-treating. They did a couple along the streets where a couple neighbors put some candy at the end of the driveway, but it was not the traditional go trick-or-treating at night. And guys, they said that was their favorite ever Halloween was this um, scavenger hunt that our neighbors put on for a couple of the kids. And so sometimes I even have to catch myself getting stuck in the old traditions and the ones that I always expect. And if they're not appropriate for this year, this is a great way to pivot and try new things as well. Um, and so those were just a few of the traditions that I wanted to share. Ours growing up were pretty, um, pretty traditional. We always went to Christmas Eve service. We always had a beautiful dinner with candles on the table. And then I remember when I was a kid, there was even times where my brother and I would want to sleep under the Christmas tree with the lights and our parents never let us and I never understood why. Well, I understand now, <laughs> but even just the days leading up to Christmas, I loved sleeping by the Christmas tree and watching the Christmas lights. And there's just something magical at night watching a Christmas tree flicker on and off. Also making gingerbread houses, making Christmas cookies. And by the way, for those of you, I am not, I love to cook. I'm an okay baker. Um, for those of you that aren't super amazing in the baking department, um, here's a little hack for you. So if you want to make sugar cookies and you don't want to make them from scratch, I have had sugar cookies fail miserably with cutouts. I highly recommend you buy the Pillsbury, you buy a couple of them, big sugar cookie that come in the dough package wrapped. You can get it at Target, at the grocery store. And all you have to do is add flour to that already made dough and then roll it out. And then you can get your um, cut out sugar Christmas cookies that you can do with your kids and decorate. And they turn out wonderful. Um, and so if you wanted a little life hack, there you go. There's my, <laughs> there's my recommendation. I wanted to share with all of you as we're talking about traditions and what this upcoming winter is going to look like. If you turn on CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, whatever you like to watch in the news, it's all saying the same thing, that this winter 
It's going to be difficult, and many of us are going to be inside. Now, we live in Madison, Wisconsin, and so we are used to very cold winters. And my kids, now they are ages 10 and 7, but they're outdoors four to five hours a day on a decently nice day. Now, they will not be outside that much um, when it's really cold out, but we bought really good winter gear and boots and face coverings and all of it because I think it's so important for kids to be outside as much as they can right now. And, you know, as a side note, I probably will do another podcast on this, but there have been some amazing things that have come out of, we do a lot of the homeschool in the morning. We're usually done by 1.30, 2 o'clock. And then my kids are outside the rest of the day and they are playing with neighborhood kids, making forts. They're making a rap play right now. And they've had to use a lot of creativity Um, The people on our street are amazing, and we've all kind of come to the conclusion that we want all the kids outside so everyone's safe, but kids are allowed to play outside together. And it's been incredible to see what they come up with and the spaces that they use in nature. Um, And so there are a lot of good silver linings to all of this. But with winter coming up, you know, my friends and I are sometimes like looking at each other like, what are we going to do? This winter when all of us are under um, shelter at home orders and the schools are not open in Madison and many of us are either homeschooling or doing virtual learning. And I really think it comes down to, and this is a pep talk for myself too, is we have to embrace what is ahead of us with a positive lens. And as hard as that can be, it's a choice that we make day to day. And so I wanted to share with you, many of you know, I love Joanna Gaines. I loved the show. I've been a big fan of Fixer Upper for many, many years. I subscribe to the Magnolia Journal, which I think is fantastic, by the way, and would make an incredible um, gift. I love getting mine in the mail. And It is something that I take up even with a glass of wine, you guys, at night and sit up by my bedside and spend a good hour or so actually reading everything that's in it because there's so many good, good excerpts in the journal. But I wanted to share with you, our listeners, um, this excerpt that Joanna wrote, and it's called The Embrace of Winter. She writes, the day we head out to our local Christmas tree farm is its own kind of holiday in our home. Once we've chosen the largest and most fragrant pine we can find, it's back home and up to the attic to gather the ornaments and decorations. When night falls, all anyone wants to do is gaze up at all the tree lights till our eyes are too heavy to keep open. In that moment, all is calm and all is bright. We are wonderfully aware that Christmas is here. Winter settles in around us the same way. Even as the natural world is winding down, branches quietly lose their leaves and gardens lay bare. The first morning chill, when it hits us, wakes us up. The first snowfall catches our breath. In that moment, winter wraps around us and prompts us to take note. A gracious reminder that the ending of another year is not something to be rushed or overlooked, but embraced. 
I'm learning to embrace winter's cue, even before our tree goes up and long after. To carve out time for warm nights, spent fireside with all the kids snuggled in around us in afternoons, spent baking treats to gift, and of course to eat. To bundle up for family walks, where we can watch the way our breath mingles with crisp air. In a season when we're easily distracted, these intentional moments, even in their simplicity, feel like an offering. Their comforts hold us tight, yet even in all their familiarity, there is the feeling of something new to discover. In the same way, I want our home to be a place where what's old and new can join, where the tree is firmly lodged in the place. It always stands, but now with a few new ornaments, a symbol of the memories we've shared this year, and where familiar corners are stocked with books and blankets, and where evergreen and cinnamon-scented candles take us back to last year and the year before. I want us to seek winter's embrace all season long. So whether it's the waning days of this year or the new ones of the next, we will be fully held by the moment we are in. I love how she talked about embracing what was coming ahead and looking for the good in all of it. And on the next page of the article, she just jots down thinking of things that winter brings to mind. And I thought this was fun. She made almost like a vision board. And what she writes is hostess gifts, cranberries, cozy nights by the fire, memories retold through the Christmas tree, embracing the last moments of the year, pies, cinnamon rolls, woven materials, stepping outside yourself to serve others, and scents of cinnamon, evergreen, and fur, and favorite sweaters. And I have to concur with her on the favorite sweaters. I love a cozy, cute, big sweater with leggings and Nordic socks. That is kind of my go-to all winter, which is a side note, but it is true. I hope that all of you enjoyed hearing a little bit from our listeners and from different ideas about traditions. My prayer for all of you is that we can still find the good right now and that we can look for the silver lining and that as we approach this season as a difficult one, that we can make the best of it. And those little traditions and rhythms that we can implement into our homes or wherever we are at are important for making memories and the feelings and the joy that they bring. And so I'm sending you all light and love and um, encouragement through this time. Thanks for listening, everyone. This is She Leads Her Life.